coming to you from the dreamscape this is dream buddies a podcast about two friends with dreams and mm. the future vanguards of american fascism <laughs> <laughs> they might need a vanguard anymore i, I don't know um yeah i guess we're for for context depending on when this comes out we're recording as this like a bunch of maga shitheads storm um capitol hill yeah um which like it's this and a lot of people being very concerned about it i'm not concerned mainly because i don't think any of these idiots know what to do like other than be in a building i don't think they really know how to seize a government um no i think everyone's just gonna wait around until they leave or on another potential uh, outcome is that uh congratulations to the future vanguards of american fascism the real ones not not us joking about it um yeah. so i'm sure it'll be fine i'm not really nah. <laughs> uh yeah um how have you been doing pal oh i've been doing good uh, i've been getting some stuff done i've been following the dream i've been trace been chasing can we can we start this new uh i'm thinking a new phrase for like pursuing your dreams i'm uh-huh. calling it chasing your dragon tracing the dragon yes i've been chasing okay. <laughs> i've been chasing that dragon um yeah this is uh god do i have much okay how about how about you been doing how about you go first i feel like i went first last time how, how's your dream stuff been going in terms of uh video games uh, yeah, so I have I have two things to talk about. Um, Ooh, very nice. One of them has nothing to do with one of them is our our third topic, which is um, European left politics. The uh, my so basically we record, we're recording this on this is the fifth sixth of January sixth yeah sixth January. Um, I'm gonna or, get rid of my Christmas tree like a good Catholic boy, but I haven't yet. Yeah, or as they'll call it, Day Zero of New America. <laughs> uh, it's actually called America Kaka now. Yeah. <laughs> they officially rename it yeah they they let reddit rename it and that's what came out <laughs> uh yeah dear, dear lord um and basically so like the last couple of weeks have been there was christmas and then i guess i was working last week but i didn't really have time for any video game stuff and i think the lesson that I've learned many times before, but this time I'm assuring myself I'm not going to f- forget is that you can't, if you're doing something that's like a side project and isn't your actual job, you can't treat every time you have time off from your actual job as an opportunity to be really productive on your side project. You can do that some of the time, but if you try and do that all of the time, at some point you won't enjoy time off at all. <laughs> yeah, and I tried doing that with like my actual paternity leave, and I was like, "Oh wait, no, I have a child." <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's weird. Like people take paternity leave to take care of their like new child or something. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't an opportunity for me to get this business off the ground. I tried to scam the system. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's an aspect of it. I feel like there's something in my head that's like, "Ah, oh, yes, I'll like." take the afternoon off work and i'll use that afternoon to work much harder (laughs) on something else and then i'll be restored from this tired state i'm in um yeah so i think uh, i'm evangelizing uh not achieving any of your dreams or goals over a time period and i had a good chat with my um the uh the my my good friend who i am make games with uh Mm. the other half of my games company um 
I was kind of like, oh, I really want to apologize. Like, I haven't done any done any stuff because like we had we had a meeting scheduled, and I was like, we're only supposed to the meeting. I've I've done none of the things I I promised, and normally I'm like a lot more on it. And he was yeah. like, no, that's fine. I've also done nothing because <laughs> like basically Christmas hit, and because so like I wasn't able to go back to Ireland like I normally would because of coronavirus, which I I, I knew that was coming like a long long ways out. And then I was kind of going like, oh, without having to travel, I'll be like, I'll have much more energy at Christmas. You're like, no, I'm you're still like if you're working like a lot in the weeks up to it because you know you're going to have a break and you need to get some stuff done for deadlines, you will still be tired regardless of having to have done a flight or not. So mm-hmm. I think while I had I had it in my head that I get a lot of stuff done, I had a big long list of stuff I was going to get done. I was going to get like a lot of writing done um, and none of that panned out. I did select a writing tool, which is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you go with? So basically there's this, there's this tool uh, called Yarn, which um is actually kind of problematic to look like to google like uh tech questions about because they've unfortunately picked the same name as facebook's package manager for javascript (laughs) i believe it's also called yarn um there's a game that yarn was made for uh which i'm trying to remember immediately off the top of my head um so the people who made a short hike i think were involved in making it so basically, it's a thing that works kind of like Twine, which is kind of like a card-based um, dialogue system. And it will just output like a data file with all of the cards you link together. Mm. Um, and then the syntax for select like writing questions in it. And basically, I needed, because I had tried to do some writing, and the problem I ran into, which I imagine a lot of people have this problem writing games and stuff, which is why tools like this exist, where it's very difficult to visualize like a flow of conversation because you don't have like you can't read a paragraph and then work out like oh i need to open this other file where the answer to that question leads is not useful and you can't have like a mega file you to scroll around so having something that's kind of semi-interactive that you can kind of see if you select this option it clearly leads here branching into it Mm. so I, i selected that and that's basically the only actual work i did was selecting a tool and installing it which is not not actual work that's kind of pretending to pretending to work hmm? uh but I, yeah it was actually really really good because i also have a part i have a part-time programming job alongside my phd research and i took a break from that as well it was really really nice just to have a week where i was kind of like half doing my main job last week and kind of doing nothing else and taking a proper break was really good i know it doesn't sound like a break because i was working a lot of it but <laughs> it was like it was really good mentally to kind of like reorganize priorities of what needed to be done when as opposed to just like uh being tired and thinking i needed to start on a particular task so it's really good to not do anything which uh is um is uh is my the outcome of, outcome of my last couple of weeks since we last talked mm. so t- take breaks everybody uh don't be afraid to sleep yeah um i guess the topic i can talk about in terms of my dream uh that i i think might be a bit interesting is um i got a lot of comics for christmas nice and i'm finding opportunities to actually read them now and stuff which is good Mm. um i'm reading jason lutz berlin at the moment but if anyone doesn't know jason lutz berlin is like 600 pages long um (laughs) It's very good. I strongly yeah. recommend it. It's very beautiful. 
for anyone who doesn't know, it's about like um, interwar Berlin, basically, from varying different perspectives. Um, yeah, it, it's it's very good. Oh, cool. I'm, uh, just gonna, I'm looking it up so I can see if I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. This the cover of this looks familiar. But I think I've never. I, I definitely have. I definitely haven't read it. But I was just wondering if I'd heard of it before. It would be like it's kind of like, in the sense of like it's kind of like Mouse in the sense that like every mm-hmm. comic book shop or every bookstore that has like a comic section will definitely probably have, have it. Have a copy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's kind of like it's one of those like you have to read ones that are quite popular and stuff. And I never got it. Uh, got it for as a, a present actually last year. Um, I'm getting around to it now. Yeah, yeah, it's very long. Um, yeah, it 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 does a very good job of like illustrating a lot of things, like um, how like cool the communist party was back then. Of just like, here's the like you here's your communist party loyalty apartment that you can have as a poor person, and there's like regular like self-defense classes and there's child minding as a part of the building and there's cooking and stuff like it's very it's very cool um Mm. i think it also does a good job of like i don't know showing how the whole something i've been talking about thinking about lately because it's one of the reasons like bean dad got cancelled um (laughs) if anyone didn't (laughs) that discourse uh but one of the reasons bean dad got cancelled is he basically said that he wouldn't go back in time and kill baby hitler um which is like, yeah, right, yeah. Um, he basically said he would inc- he would go back in time and tell Hitler he was great at painting. That that was his solution. Um, but it's 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 like a weird it's a weird question because it's basically asked if you're asking the question, would you kill a baby to stop the Holocaust? My answer is yes. Um, <laughs> like, that's my answer. Yeah. If but you can like, make if you can make any sort of assurance to me that that will like definitely happen. Yeah, that will be like roughly the outcome. Then yes, definitely. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah but as uh, as someone who's like a, a kind of thinks the great man of history a great man of history version of history is like stupid and dumb um i don't like if you killed hitler it just would have been like goebbels or himmler or like it would have been someone else like it doesn't it doesn't undo the uh it doesn't undo like the versailles treaty it doesn't undo, undo like the financial crash of 1929 doesn't undo the Spanish flu. It doesn't undo like centuries of anti-Semitism that was just like commonplace in Europe. Never mind Germany. Like there's, I don't like no, Hitler wasn't. Yeah. And this book is actually very good at illustrating like that because they really show the like Nazis kind of like everywhere. Like the, the brown shirts kind of like all around and having chapters and being quite organized. Hmm. It's like also another reminder of that is like, this is definitely before the age of mass media. Like, a lot of these people just did not talk to Hitler or necessarily saw mm-hmm. him or whatever. Like they they do a good job of like one of the characters they show is the guy they the, he's he is the actual guy who was like the head of the Nazi party in Berlin, which was like quite an embattled leadership position for the Nazis because it was a very red city. Mm. But like he still would have been around. And, like, he was, from their perspective, very charismatic and had good leadership qualities, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's... Yeah, it's it's very good at showing, like... I don't think... I think this... I haven't finished it yet, but I'm pretty sure this, like, comic does not really depict Hitler all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you see him once, but it's, like, out of... None of the actual main characters actually interact with him yeah. at any given point. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting concept from the perspective of that's true of like most world like 
events generally. I think it's really like it's really obvious with things like inventions where you have multiple people concurrently claim will like like multiple countries especially will claim like oh this person from our country invented this this commonplace thing and you're like it's very difficult for you to prove that because people could test this. It's like the um I was talking to like this came up at work with some Brazilians at work who doing we're doing like a work quiz on brazil and they were like which brazilian invented the airplane i was like wait what <laughs> and they were just like in school we all learned this brazilian guy who invented like the airplane but um the wright brothers was the first one like the first flight that had like third party observers however the like brazilian guy contested oh. at the time that like they were actually first like their one flew first in apparent apparently but no one can prove it but that's the thing these are the, the great matter of history is just one of those things like it's one of those things that is a. Uh, it's all about myth making and it's mm. pe- there's lots of people who will will tell you of oh i was asked like one of the like like people people at the time who, who would say like oh the people were really riled up and convinced by hitler's speeches but you're like well that's you, there's a very causal thing you're you're creating there which isn't necessarily yeah. the case um it's, like I've seen a lot of speeches in my day. No speech is like that powerful. You have to have like a lot of people kind of on board with your ideas to begin with to like for that to work. You can't just like magically convince. It's not hypnosis basically. Yes. Or maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only man in history who did hypnosis. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's That's cool. Yeah, it's very good. The other thing that I read though that I I I I didn't like and reminds me of some of the like terrible things in comics uh that i want to like slightly kvitch about mm. is um the my family kind of do like wish list things for christmas mm-hmm. and i just kind of like put like a bunch of comics that were like won awards and stuff this year or like we're on like best co- like best comic this year kind of list 2020 yeah and they one of the ones they did was uh undiscovered country which i think one of the big names on that is uh scott snyder and i'm trying to think what scott snyder's like most famous thing is um he's he's worked on a lot of like big dc and uh, oh yeah 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 i uh, recognize some of his art yeah 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 um He's the writer though, so he's the he's the guy who oh, did right. like, a lot of oh, yeah, sorry, famous uh, stories. Uh, they might have a style because a lot of times, to yeah, especially in DC and Marvel, yeah, yeah, they usually will have a friend um, that they always kind of work together because they like working together. But then it gets a bit like gets a bit nepotismy, but still, mm-hmm. um, that's just kind of how that industry works. Undiscovered Country is about in the future where basically. Uh, the United States of America are basically the lower 48, even though they don't really mention Hawaii or Alaska, mm. um, kind of like walls itself off and like completely isolates itself, like uh-huh. absolutely isolates itself. And like the rest of the world can't get in because like they now have sufficient enough technology to like basically shut down any helicopter that tries to get close enough. Mm. Um, no radio signals are coming in or out. That kind of thing. Um, which I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool concept mm-hmm. for a comic. And it gets like a bit like weird and science fiction-y when they actually do land in uh, the United States. Like this uh, team of people from 
basically the only other two countries that are now left, which is like Europe and Africa have kind of merged into a, a giant country and like the rest of the world is also just like one country, like a, the Pacific Alliance or something it's called. Can't remember. Um yeah, they're they're following the the capitalist um, consolidation logic. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, there's a plague going throughout the world. So, like, f- at the one point, America like just sends a message out, being like, "You can come to our country on our terms. We have a cure." Yeah. Um, when they get there, like, it's all fucked. Um, not to do a spoiler, but like one of the scientists they bring along basically reveals that like time works different here now like mm. uh he's able to prove it with like how quickly this coin is rusting um but he's like no actually we've i know he feels like we've been here for two weeks but we've actually been here for 70 years um right yeah so like i'm already guessing that basically that they, they hinted that there was this um think tank starts in the middle of the united states that's like able to predict things and like they're like they start making america really good because they're like able to foresee all these like major events um and i'm going to guess that that think tank had some sort of like shadowy time traveling bullshit and Mm. realized the only way america was going to survive the plague is by like speeding up time within it so they could like cure it but now things need to be like stopped because it's it's gotten too insane inside the united states um Uh, okay it's very abstract. It's very strange. The thing that I particularly didn't like, it, and this kind of leads into our like left-leaning aspect of this podcast, is that it's a very America rah rah rah, and it's um, mm. and it's thing. So one of the main characters is like this historian journalist uh, character who's like allowed to go to the United States because she's done a lot of like work and stuff on it, and there's some really cool things like in between chapters they just have like little quotes from her book she did like um i i can't remember what they call it but like people's reaction to the lockdown or something like that Mm. of like she's asking people from like all around the world where they were on that day some of the people she like talks to and gets quotes from are americans who were like stranded basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. outside of the united states um that's pretty cool like that's like a really nice touch and it like really helps with world building and stuff and i quite liked it except for things like where it was like they talked to like a saudi arabian freedom fighter it was like america always kept the peace and i'm like oh oh no and like yeah one of the like experts on america like they they bring in the leading expert on america which is like at this point just like guesswork and history (laughs) because they can't you know get in yeah um he's a canadian guy and like he constantly talks about like oh ever since world war ii america just wanted to keep the peace and it's like okay this is a very reactionary or weird interpretation of american history that like Mm -hmm. glosses over like never mind the vietnam war but like even recent things like afghanistan or iraq and it's like it just kind of reminds me that there's i get really annoyed especially by like mainstream comic writers Mm. Um, comics does a very good job of being like uh, a lot of the best like well-written comics are ones that are like revered i feel like talk about historical events or very personal events things will get like very um one of the best uh one of the highest rated comics this year like one eisner awards and stuff like that was about um i think a 
uh, a lesbian couple's like experience of secondary school of mm-hmm. like high school in america yeah and, like that's very personal it looks very good and it's very like looks very heartfelt looks very mm-hmm. sincere but like i've never seen comics do satire well basically or like critique mm. um yeah it's always very earnest or something I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah like even when it tries to do like grander political th- well it's also like it also veers very heavily into like very uh especially when you get writers who are from the duopoly from like marvel and dc yeah they have to appeal to this audience that will just not really like the kind of people who would be on the internet ranting about like i don't want politics in my video games kind of stuff yeah i don't want politics in my comics <laughs> i don't want yeah exactly yeah, there yeah, was yeah. like no, there yeah. was comics gauge and stuff like that and they, they talked about it so there's there is like a whole section of the industry and probably the biggest part that makes the most money is not going to talk about anything remotely real unless it's either historical or incredibly personal yeah so that's like the only avenues you have to talk about that yeah i think it's the you get the uh, that's you know true to a certain extent in um because based based off the back of um a h bomber guy video i've been playing fallout new vegas oh yeah because like as i was mentioning i i decided to have some free time basically um (laughs) i was like i haven't played like a proper rpg in ages and this video was like really chalked me into it because i didn't I, like I hadn't, I didn't like really like enjoy Fallout Four because I found it was flat. Initially, mm. I don't know if yeah. it gets like some people have told me it gets better, and some people who don't, who don't like it have told me, yeah, don't bother. But then, you know, lots of people have said New Vegas is really good uh, for the level of every like most of the stuff going on in the game are, is like a gray area. But I think if they had taken it any more seriously it would have stopped working immediately because mm. a lot of the stuff that really works that is is this and that stuff that like um i'm noticing more because it was pointed out to me in a youtube video <laughs> yeah. um is uh the stuff that is not explicitly said because the stuff that's explicitly said because it needs to work in work into a largely uh, needing to fit in a fixed formula game in order to make enough content for like a 60 hour rpg um like it doesn't work if they're like uh and we need to wrap this up quickly so here's a fetch quest <laughs> if they need to explain like a complicated political thing to you they just need to set up enough background of the people involved that if you decide to do the fetch quest for one person you're making sort of a gray area choice that might be bad for some other people who you might like for different reasons. Mm. And like, it is interesting from a philosophical point of view, or there's interesting things like um, several of the different factions in the game have their own money that you can get, but nobody else in the game accepts the money because they don't (laughs) recognize the control of, of that faction. But it's like, that kind of stuff is interesting, but it's partially interesting because they, people it's not like hammered home too hard there are like characters in the game who like explain that to you and explain like why they don't want the money but they won't Mm. there's not like a big part of the thing that's about that i think you have that you have the problem in comics to a certain extent as well because it has to be happening like a lot of that stuff for it to work i think does have to be happening in the background and it's very difficult to make something that's like a on the nose allegory for something else like current without it coming off as a bit shit (laughs) or like uh you know 
were coming off as preachy and be the thing that the people who complain mm. about get these politics out of my video games think they're complaining about. But actually, if the thing, if if the if the game that they think exists actually exists, well, sometimes it sometimes it does. Sometimes there's stuff that's really like wedged wedged in in order to like get uh um uh you know get points for being woke but actually isn't (laughs) um oh it's very surface level yeah yeah. and you get that in the other way as well stuff that's in there to like be like oh we're being edgy but actually we're not going to be edgy and you're going to complain about this because um if we actually do that we lose a huge portion of our audience because they don't pay attention to this i think that's a lot with like the the quote-unquote discourse around the cyberpunk uh 2077 game Mm. where there's lots of people who are angry at it and justifiably for a lot of the branding and uh publicity they did which was like a bit like kind of transphobic and kind of just a bit weird generally mm-hmm. and yeah. that was to appeal to the kind of people like a certain type of people who don't like who find that like edgy and fun yeah. and they're the people who pay attention to uh who are both the target market and pay attention to like games press <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and like we'll follow the twitter account of a game whereas like 90 mm. percent of their actual audience are the people who will purchase this this game because in order to make a game with that fidelity you need to sell millions and millions of copies they yeah. will not follow a game's twitter account and do not know what the twitter account is tweeting so the actual game itself will never be as edgy as they're pretending to be or will never be as like quote-unquote woke as they as they will pretend to be in their um in like they're pushing things forward because um like for the same reason is that there's a certain flattening going on hedge betting that if it's like a major publication or a major uh like triple a game there doesn't and this is true of films as well there does there does tend to be like a squishing down of that stuff because the downside of having someone notice what you're actually trying to do and point it out uh is too high it is not it, people have worked out that it's not worth it if if you actually need yeah. to make say tens of millions of dollars or however much a marvel run makes which i imagine is not tens of millions of dollars now but is a significant amount of money there's um there is this like interesting thing that's happened with media since the internet which is you get like music is probably the easiest to talk about but it's basically like there's only two types of like spaces in which music can operate now which is um like you can have music that just comes out on the internet on SoundCloud on Spotify on Bandcamp made by someone in their room and they can just do whatever the fuck they want and you get really interesting stuff and then there is like nothing in between until you reach like arena Beyonce Taylor Swift mm-hmm. style stuff um i'm like ignoring the fact that there's still like you know things that worked in the early 90s like you know grunge still exists and punk still exists and they play shows and some of them are kind of big or whatever but that's like more out of tradition rather than something that's like been born out of this era yeah um and that's kind of happening with because of the availability technology that's happening with like both video games because you have like your triple a titles but then you have like indie games that go wild and like experimental with the format experimental with the content of the story Mm -hmm. stuff that would like never like be made by a major studio nowadays yeah yeah. um similarly that happens with comics because you have like web comics and like self-published or crowdfunded stuff yeah versus like yeah yeah i think that's to be to be really clear i think this is like your criticism of 
like a Scott Snyder t- comic. And it's my criticism of like a big AAA game, but that is not yeah. true of someone, even like a medium, like it doesn't not not even like hobbyist level stuff, like mid level, like small company production stuff can do like interesting things or like potentially good political commentary or uh if they really want to do like uh you know um edgelord bullshit you could make that game if you're like a (laughs) mid-level like a a a small like a small team that may or may not be that may may or may not have commercial viability but it's it's much more difficult you can't do that on the level of like Mm. if you're marvel or i guess any publisher that's gonna like touch something that like scott snyder is writing that's probably that's probably you know also down to scott snyder's position like opinions also probably uh, do come across in his his work um yeah there's yeah there's sorry the um just wanted to say that it's like there's like plenty of people who talk about this in terms of like art and politics and how they relate but there is like a sense that like you know, you can get into the manufacturing consent thing of like Scott Snyder's politics aren't particularly great from our perspective, um, but chances are he only got to where he was because his politics are the way he they are, or they've been kind of like enforced or like rewarded over time because he's, you know, like anyone, they would conflate their personal success with, you know, I have the correct take on things. I must have a, a, like a correct understanding of the world. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that happens all the time, and I guess it's it's also very easy to lament back in the day that like Fallout is a great example because Fallout was like a satirical uh, video game that actually had a lot to say, namely about the Cold War panic, mm. um, and was very good in its politics. Like I'm talking like before Bethesda got it and turned it into like the AAA game that it is now, like Fallout One and Two, and yeah not three i guess but there was other like in between titles um that had like very good satire of like american industrial complex the cold war panic uh americana and just like the way america was kind of like running um and it's very and not good to, not to be commercially viable <laughs> no like it it, it, see, it was commercially viable but the thing back then is uh, what we are detached from i guess is there were like the publishers kind of just like controlled everything it's the same reason like nirvana was big in the early 90s but like something equivalent to a nirvana now wouldn't have the same level of success Mm. because the big players the triple a people are now competing with the fact that like any person can put their stuff up up online Mm -hmm. um whereas back in the day when you were like sony or warner chapel or whatever the like big record labels were back then you you wanted to do everything and you controlled everything so you would also make alt bands big you would put your like marketing and things behind it like but you know kirk Cobain came into a realization about like how pre-corporatized he was and took his own life and things like that so there was problems with it back then as well there was like there was a lot more control whereas now there's like only really control over the like the top of the space whereas like the bottom is chaos um and that chaos is cool and good yes uh you know the the sickos meme looking in the window <laughs> haha yes haha. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um and there's some like i think video games also has a bit more space to like do some cool stuff 
thinking about like good politics in like triple a games is i quite liked a lot of the like background stuff that the new wolfenstein games did um <laughs> yeah like, I, yeah like they are triple a games but they managed to put in like these they basically took arguments um like weird they took like these weird conservative defenses that were like really sick if you analyze them for more than a second and then just made like nazi npcs like repeat those conversations <laughs> um like you know they, they would literally just like have like nazi npcs like having the conversation of like i'm a nazi but i'm not like a bad guy yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> and, and like things like that and it was like yeah, this is this is funny yeah. um and this is that's decent satire but like it, it, you can also say well yeah they put that into the background element rather than making it like a main story element uh, no and, and like that that would be a disservice to like if you want to play another wolfenstein game that was the that was very much the aesthetic of the old wolfenstein games as well it was, it was like there yeah. was like the there was like a comedy element to it because it was like supposed to be ridiculous but it was you know layered on top of you know, you can read. Yeah, there's the thing you read. You can read into these things more more than that's there. I think the, uh, the. I th- yeah, I think there's a, there's a certain amount of amount of stuff you you, you end up reading into these things, especially if, especially stuff like that where you're like, and therefore a game has good politics. And you're like, well, I mean, maybe I don't know. <laughs> with with like big budget productions and stuff, it's it's always it's always difficult to kind of go well uh what was the purpose of that did you put that in because it was funny or did you put it in for like a political statement it's hard to yeah hard to I, mean, I, got, I get the impression that the wolfenstein studio people were whether misguided or washed you can have like a better analysis of of that we're trying to say something yeah with right. their wolfenstein remakes because they also had those ad campaigns which was um they literally talk the make america great slogan for like killing a bunch of nazis because the second wolfenstein remake game is like wolfenstein in america or like nazis mm-hmm. in america mm-hmm. um so they were they were making a lot of commentary and there was also like a lot of like people even called it ham-fisted like even people i trust like there's this whole monologue scene with the main character and his dad who's like a run-of-the-mill conservative who just like completely sides in the nazis when as soon as they like storm in um even though like he's like a proud american quote unquote so like people said it was a bit ham-fisted but they're like they were trying to make a point um i think this comes from the comfortable position of they were like a swedish based studio so i think they could have this like level of detachment from it yeah um but like that is probably the most i've seen from like a triple a game i think you're right that probably the majority of it is very apolitical for the purposes of like not um not angering probably like enraging a huge portion of their potential buyers and customers yeah i think there's like an un- like like most of that stuff has to be like uncritical it can't be yeah. uh it can't have like a strong message because then you're limiting your you're limiting your like buying states whereas that's not true of like a medium like a medium uh a small team kind of kind of thing um they, were, they did have um I do remember another video game scandal with AAA title was with the the new Doom game where they had this like kind of anti woke ad. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. 
Also, was apparently, good. apparently, that wasn't a very good game. Which, um, I didn't, I didn't play it. But the, but the one, the one prior to it, it was quite good, and that's why people were quite annoyed that the new, new one just wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, um, I think, I think it's also worth pointing out that we're not really making any like quality judgments on like these type of things. It's just there's limitations based on the industry about like what can be the content. Like yeah. AAA doesn't mean bad and doesn't also mean good. It's just there was a huge team working on it and Yeah. I, I think it's the I, I, I guess the thing that annoys us more more than anything is when something is like uncritically like and America's good. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's very easy to cling to anything that's like maybe America not good, which I think is a lot of like what I enjoy for New Vegas is like the mm. a lot of the stuff that especially watching that H Bomber guy video where he's kind of talking about kind of like the layers of criticism of the like the, so the New California Republic is one of like the main main factions who control a lot of the the game and like you can help them out because the the people their their main antagonist is this like Caesar cult that want to like have the like a new roman republic run the u.s you're yeah, like yeah, well yeah. that's not good because they just like crucify people literally <laughs> so they're, they're obviously evil and like the thing that he points out like that is is true is that like there's it's very clear that a lot of people a lot of like the npcs you talk to in the game are like we also don't like the new california republic they're also bad even though they present mm. themselves as like effective the u.s military but you could play through most of the game and not and if you like if you didn't talk to most people you wouldn't encounter a lot of people let's say that there's a lot of people who are just like the ncr are fine they're pretty good which is yeah. you know an uncritical opinion that i think for instance scott snyder would have about <laughs> about america is like mm. oh like you know on balance mostly mostly good stuff whereas like yeah. me and you agree that american imperialism is bad and is like objectively bad as an mm. as a concept and while that message is there in in Fallout New Vegas, it's not like bashing you over the head with it. And on some level, that's good. But on another level, is that because they were trying to not do that too heavy to make it appeal to more people? I, I don't I don't really know. But it's 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 just very nice to play a, a like a an RPG that isn't like uh, incredibly incredibly straightforward power dynamics where like. Oh, you could join the other faction, but the other faction is just evil, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and have no redeeming qualities. And there are only two factions. And actually, you can be the evil people if you want, but let's be real: no one's going to be the evil people. Yeah, I think there's um, there's there. I think the the main thing that I found annoying about Undiscovered Country is possibly also the main thing I found very annoying about like Designated Survivor. Uh, if anyone remembers <laughs> that TV show, I think it's still on Netflix. I think it might still be going. Um, but it's, I guess it's like you've made this story with like a kind of super interesting what if. Mm. But then I guess with like Undiscovered Country, it got like way too highfalutin, way too fucking quickly to be like, okay, yeah. this is this is not as hard sci-fi as maybe I wanted it to be mm. is also a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of annoys me as well and it's like you maybe haven't researched your subject matter enough like I wouldn't even like I think a better comic even in the limitations of like you know big comic industry stuff would have had like an ambiguous interpretation of America mm. like 
even just the kind of like liberal thing of like America is ultimately good, but there's still some sins, both modern and historical. Um, so that's like, I would have been able to stomach that, I think a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but then like similar thing with, uh, <laughs> to my weird reference to the fucking, <laughs> uh, that other show, I, I got really interested in the idea of like, okay, what if everyone in American government died except for this one guy? that's like a really interesting what if scenario but then they started doing this like highfalutin terrorism plot mm-hmm. of just like oh there's like a you know there's a mole or whatever and it was like trying to have its cake eaten too it's like we have jack bauer from the jack bauer show do you want it to also be 24 rather than just no i just wanted like weird kind of like i wanted weird scenario west wing actually that's what i wanted <laughs> what I- I think the um uh that re- that like so the the problem I think with undiscovered country that you're describing is the same problem as like did you watch the uh Amazon Man the High Castle adaptation? I did actually. I've watched all of it. I think I stopped watching it at some point. Maybe mm. I did. Fin- I don't know if I finished it or not. There's a couple of rejiggings that make it a bit more watchable, but yes, go on. Yeah. So the like the core problem I think originally was that. They did all this interesting setup where they were like, or it, like the, the premise of Man in the High Castle is basically what if Germany won the war, or the Axis won the war, so mm. that, now the world is effectively divided up between Japan and Germany, and now they obviously don't get on. They, yeah, they, they, there's a new Cold War between those two powers. Italy is very much omitted from yeah. this <laughs> discussion. Well, I mean, you, you could imagine that they got to the point of the war where Mussolini was fucked, and then Germany were just like, we're taking over Italy now. <laughs> Good luck with this. Um, but... So they do all that, the interest, like the the the, lore, the the world building to make that make sense, and like the interesting things of there's a lot of interesting ambiguity stuff where one of the main characters who's like a senior Nazi official, there's mm-hmm. shots of him when he was a senior American military official, and him watching them nuke uh, DC yeah. and kind of realizing, cool, so we've lost. What now? And it's interesting that you're like, well, that character then becomes like a. A, con- a somewhat conflicted but sen- senior Nazi. You're like, well, that's an interesting, interesting thing. But then they kind of went, but what if, while that's happening, there's also a complicated time travel uh, multiverse mm. thing going on where some characters are looking into whether or not they can change the future via tapes that transport yeah. through dimensions. And you're like, that's not cool. So that's actually that ruins your alternate history premise because now you're just talking about time travel. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. You stop talking about the Nazi stuff. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's the problem of like the original Philip K. Dick novel, kind of as well. But that worked because it wasn't trying to be like a long form series. Because yeah. in because um, it's a short it's a short story, right? Is it even a novel? It's, it, no, it's a novel, but it's a short novel. I think it's like two hundred pages. Oh right, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, the like because within that they like there's man of the high castle which is the old history about like one of the axis one but within the world of man of the high castle there's a novel called resting grasshopper which is about mm. one of the axis lost yes um so like there's this kind of because that's that was philip k dick talking about like multiverse ideas rather than the kind of strict idea we have of old history Mm. nowadays which is just like okay we do the what if and then we just take as seriously from then as possible um which i do think would have been a better tv show i 100 percent agree with you but you Uh, so but you could have but like the in the in the man on the high castle book because i've i've read plot synopses but not read the book (laughs) my understanding is that the the point is that there isn't like they don't have like a magic 
um, multiverse transportation device and people can't randomly transport through the multiverse. No, 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 they can't. Things Where, are getting through, though. That's the, Yeah, the, things, the, things are getting through and there's like, you know, there's there's the book. Artifacts. But then it, it's yeah. artifacts, but then when they get to the, like, the person who's supposed to have, the man, the man in the high castle, he just has artifacts. He's not like, oh, and there's actually this other, this other alternate reality that I definitely know is true. Um, whereas that is definitely the implication in the TV show and it's very distracting because it's quite complicated and not in a fun way in a way that it seems like they revert themselves into a corner i like no i basically 100 percent agree with you that like it got too highfalutin too quickly and um it's just like way more interesting as a straight alt history because yeah you're right there's like these character things about like there's a lot of like there was like like good critiques in that show of like how quickly um they did a lot of good like shattering of myths of just like i think it's the opening of season three where like the main like the nazi guy that you focus on his like kid is going to american school and Mm. his kid is like kind of like a um you know a boy scout character who's like very good at school very good like very like prim and proper kind of like son that you'd be proud of type of thing he's good at his grade so like one of his classmates ask him um quick quick before class starts uh how many slaves did george washington own and he gives the correct answer, like which is like yeah. roughly about two hundred, four hundred, or something like that. And he's just like, America rules. And the, it's a very good like quick critique of like, actually, you don't really need to rewrite a lot of American history to like yeah. make yeah. this work. Um, so there's like, there's this good like, there was a lot of good things to say in that show. I think there was a lot of good things about like, uh, how do you think America would act in this situation? How many people would just willingly accept this? How much do you not have to change to make this work? Um, yeah. yeah, but then there was, yeah, it got a little too highfalutin. and Yeah, it got uh, highfalutin and it did the same thing that effectively, like, I think your core complaint, as I understand it, but the mm. undiscovered country is that when people in the in the Man of the High Castle show end up in the other reality, it is, they're not, they're, they are kind of like, oh, this seems a lot better. Everything seems pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, there was like this. Um, they had like one good moment about that in like season one, but it's like one throwaway line mm. where like the main character they had in season one, who's from like the Nazi part of the United States, when he sees the tapes, he doesn't want that world because yeah. Stalin lives, yeah. and like Stalin in the like Hitler wins world is like their Hitler. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So he's just like, no, he had to die. Um, so that's like that's like way more nuanced like yeah you probably would reject these other realities rather than the one you're from yeah which is uh you know the seems a bit eh, eh, eh. <laughs> um i think you should finish it there's only four seasons is the last season good uh interesting okay if you have nothing um, else to watch and you want to binge something or put something on the background while doing something else i'd, I'd recommend it yeah we'll finish it then the um yeah the other uh no i don't bother talking about that how is your um uh political activism going uh good uh everything like slowed down because of you know christmas break and stuff but yeah right um getting back into things and there's um uh like there's some reading groups so i'm actually going to try like read a chapter of a book like very quickly tonight (laughs) 
Good luck with that. Yeah, right. And there's some like organizational meetings and stuff happening uh, over Skype. And I don't know. I, I'm making contacts. I'm putting out feelers. And I did. I know. I think over over the holiday, I did a lot of thinking, and I did a lot of like, oh, I do it this way, and I do it that way, and I wrote down my thoughts, and blah blah blah. But then I'm like, ideally, this would be a collaborative project with many people involved. So I should probably get those many people involved <laughs> before I just like, yeah, 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 steamroll them with my ideas. Um, because that's that's not a way to like build anything that lasts. No, it's a way to scare people off for one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, I, a similar spot. I find the I don't know. Being in the Labour Party in the UK, there's like a mm. continued demoral, like low morale with like mm. left leaning people for the, uh, in the in the post Corbyn times that people are kind of like. Not that they're not sold on, uh, the, well, I know there are people. There are people I know quitting. That's not the point. But <laughs> I think the um, uh, how realistic people think their goals are has changed, and um, it's mm. yeah, similar to um, finding time to work on stuff I want to work on, finding time to um, keep enthused, I guess, about uh, about various things that that are quite realistic. So like. Um, you know, trying to get policies on like COVID responses to be coherent is like something that you can organize for and is very organizable for, um, and would actually have a potential real world benefit. <laughs> benefit, <laughs> but I think the d- low morale of people makes that more difficult. And while there are people who are like we're always engaged, we're still engaged. There's like the, definitely the background like excitement and stuff is withered somewhat which i think is a uh, uh, a bit shit but you know that's life <laughs> <laughs> sometimes things are a bit shit and that's okay um mm. and it's important to take a mental break from it and <laughs> let it take over your thinking yeah we um meant to ask you actually because i was doing research into like other kind of um there's this thing there's this thing that i'm looking into that i guess you could call them like so you you work with labor which is a political party that's fairly easy to understand and then there's like campaigns and Mm. like movements and stuff like that yeah um which are interesting but the thing that i'm looking at is like i was researching left bloc in russia and socialist action in poland and i guess dsa in the united states kind of falls under this where it's like this is literally just an organization or a group of people who are like-minded and Mm. i'm always very interested to see how like they describe each other um because they're not campaigns because i mean they might have campaigns or they'll lend support to existing campaigns yeah um and like direct people to those things and they're definitely not political parties even though i think there's discussion in the u.s of dsa becoming a political party um not sure how that debate is going the i also found one in the uk that seems a little less active now but their twitter is still going and i wonder if you ever looked into them plan c uh that sounds familiar Mm. um that is not that is not of good seo is the yeah right uh i might have to send you a link but they are kind of like i've i basically i really liked a lot of the ways they describe themselves so i took a lot of like inspiration from about like what my thinking is um so yeah 
Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, I guess I, I wonder what they're... I think that, yeah, the UK is interesting because I feel like a lot of the... A lot of the, like, non-mainstream parties, because we have first passed the post, like... Mm kind of sell themselves as this as well so like the so one of the socialist parties tries to sell themselves as this the socialist workers party doesn't really but they think think of themselves more like a party from my understanding but it it is kind of more sold as like a we campaign for things as opposed to we are a political party that runs candidates because mm. they know it's not realistic to just do that um yeah Pansy looks cool looks looks interesting um i don't know anything about them uh this is the thing it's it's one of those things i think there's a lot there are a lot of like political organizations that are not um like for instance like world transformed and stuff that exists mm. in the uk that are kind of like like a lot of them exist somewhat while officially their point is not to do is not to do this they do kind of exist as like a we could lobby the labor party to become somewhat of our vision because they you need to do i guess while electoralism is not like a necessarily a good goal to have it's difficult to make an argument that involves no electoralism because effectively then you're just being like <laughs> we want to have some sort of like revolution in absence of any engagement mm. with this. and you like the it's just very difficult because you're like there's no there are no points along this plan you basically have <laughs> question marks in the middle it's like the um the underwear gnomes or whatever from the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I think we, first we storm Capitol Hill. Question mark? Question mark? World communism? Yes, exactly. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is. I mean, like, I, I mean, do whatever you want with your free time. It's just not. It's it's difficult to have no no short term or no short term goals or things you think will actually happen. Other than mm. like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna have a march, which I mean, like, doesn't doesn't have no value. It's just kind of like, well, um, what's the what's the point? I guess. Um, I don't know what Plan C does, but they've a very nice website. They do, yeah. So I guess the I was just wondering because it feels like now might be a good time. Um, anyone out there in the world in a country where you know they can speak the main language, I'm always apprehensive about like checking out various German left wing orgs because like I can't speak German well enough. Um, but now it seems like a good time to like check out other groups because they're mm -hmm. all doing their meetings online yeah yeah right so it's much so, the barrier for entry is lower in a lot of cases barrier of entry just to like check it out and like it's still you might still go to the meeting and be like this is a bit shit or whatever but like it's it's probably a good time to check or get in contact with people mm -hmm. speaking of good like recruitment and joining and stuff um i've like joined fau which is um germans like uh, the German equivalent of IWW, basically, the the Free Workers Union, Free Arbeit Union, um, mm -hmm. and like the way they kind of like bring you in is actually quite nice because they're just like they'll they'll send someone to have like a one on one with you. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Yeah, like someone who's like nearby and can speak your language or whatever. So that's like really nice. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to do things. Yeah, that is nice. I think that's the uh, we talked about this before um, on this. Is mm. that like the? I think the the most important thing about anything, other than its like actual political goals, uh, is friendliness and willing to like welcome in new people, not like yeah. uncritically, but like you know, uh, kind of test the water with with people to kind of 
actually actually reach out as opposed to be kind of like oh we're open open to all and like well welcoming you're like well there's a difference between saying that and actually doing it um Mm. and it's difficult because it requires like a lot of actual legwork but you know um it's you can't you can't just take the wayne's world approach of like if you build it they will come (laughs) kind of thing because that actually just categorically doesn't work and people are not going to show up to things unless you talk to them and engage in things which i mean you know is uh, uh, like like many things, uh, a bit shit, but it's the way things are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and on that downer note, uh, do you have anything else, buddy? No, I, I'm any, good. Any other dreams? <laughs> uh, follow follow your dreams. Follow no, I like dreams. I yeah, I'm actually quite I'm quite enthused after my like mental break to, um. Like get back into working on the stuff Ooh. I was excited about working on, which is good. Yeah, that'd um, be nice. Yeah, be nice. Uh, I think I should probably try have a break of some sort that isn't like Christmas or taking care of the baby or trying to like do as much comic work as possible. Yeah, uh, I, I recommend you uh, get into like a long form RPG. And <laughs> <laughs> I have not been playing a lot of video games lately. I don't know. I think I just want to sit down and read all the comics I got for Christmas. That's probably what yeah, I'd sh- like. You should do that. That's just um, you should do it and, and try and do it in a way that's not like I must finish this <laughs> because yeah. because I get we talk, again we talked about that before is that you, it then feels like I must get through all of my comics because I have finite mm. free time. It's just like mm. no, just I'll be there later. You know. Do, do a small amount of leisurely reading exactly soak it in if you don't like it just stop reading and read something else <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna get the second issue of undiscovered country i don't think but it's undiscovered yeah right it might be good <laughs> <laughs> and with that that's been dream buddies thanks for listening do we have a sign off yet keep on dreaming and that was it Yeah, there you go.